Welcome back. This episode features a chat with longtime friend of the Regent Park School of Music, Thompson Egbo Egbo. Enjoy. From the Regent Park School of Music in the city of Toronto, I'm your host, Richard Marcella, and this is Every Little Voice and our socially distanced season three, a podcast about community music. And if your little voice and my little voice get together when we make a joyful noise, and my little voice and your little voice is everything we're Here I am. Welcome back to Every Little Voice, the podcast on community music. I'm with none other than graduate of the school. Do we call you that? I mean, you've done. We we'll talk about it. We'll talk yeah, about we'll it. Talk about it. We'll get it. We'll get it clear. <laughs> um, but I, we'll we'll say definite friend of the Region Park School of Music uh, and a dear friend, Thompson Egbo Egbo. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. You're, you've been on my list for a while to yak about um, no, your... I that, though. You know, um, you yeah. finally made it down to the bottom of the list where I was. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, so, I'm so grateful. We finally, like, all the important people you want. Yeah, no, no. We're in, we're in season three. So, yeah, let's be clear. Let's be clear. Um, no, in all seriousness, you, uh, you, you grew up in Regent Park, right? Yep. And I know Dixon Hall, Regent Park School of Music, like they, they essentially like we, we, we've known each, I've known you before I even knew about, you know, your, your relationship to the Regent Park School of Music. I, I, I got to know you through the work I was doing at the Canadian Music Center. So I, I mean, I, I've just been always super impressed with, um, with your career as a musician and a creative person but i had no idea this uh you know this thing with with regent park school of music with dixon hall can you walk us through those your early years coming up uh and and learning music in that context and what uh, what that education meant for you uh Okay, cool. Because there's there's a few there's a few questions in there. Um, so the Dixon Hall Regent Park School of Music thing, which I think yeah. still confuses people to this day who have any, I guess, understanding of the two schools. So some people, there are still people who think there's only one school. Um, right, 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 right. You know, my side of that story really is more that um, Regent Park School of Music is kind of an extension of. Um, uh, Dixon Hall from the standpoint of, I really believe it was what um, people had envisioned who supported Dixon Hall, uh, the music school at Dixon Hall. And mm -hmm. there was a, definitely a school of thought to create its own standalone um, uh, school, which uh, Dixon Hall is under the umbrella or the music school is under the umbrella of Dixon Hall at large, which is a larger organization, which right. I sit on the board of. Right, right. And uh, 
and I, you know, I think over the years, a lot has happened, um, both, uh, both good and, and maybe, uh, I wouldn't say bad, just the, mm-hmm. when growth happens, like, you know, things, um, sometimes work out the way people hope them to. And sometimes mm-hmm. they don't, um, you know, my side of that story or, or my, the way I look at it is that now you've got two schools that do incredible work, um, and reach, have a wider reach than if it was just one space. Um, and I'd say the, you know, the goals and, um, the mission is kind of different now, whereas, you know, Dixon Hall still kind of, um, although they've re- branched out and they do stuff in, in Parkdale as well and have other reaches. And so the, they're not just stuck in the catchment. Um, mm-hmm. I think the work that to see what, um, Regent Park School of Music has grown into, into really diving into school programs, I think probably for me, um, although proud seems a little odd, uh, but one of the things I'm most impressed of or um, jazzed about is just seeing that work that's happening in Jane and Fitch, seeing the work that's happening with the Indigenous community and going into programs we know where the schools, you know, the arts is the first thing for it to to go and, and leave. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, but yeah, the, but I started at Dixon Hall um, yep. and, you know, I said Regent Park hadn't existed at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. And when Regent Park School of Music was being sort of created and it wasn't the most, um, uh, clearly wasn't a smooth transition. Um, if transition is even the correct word, it just, mm-hmm. you know, was starting with people who really had um, nothing but the utmost pure intentions um, of, of creating that. There were some teachers, in, even at the same time, I don't know, you would be able to tell me now if there's still teachers who teach at both schools. Um, who uh, decided to move with the movement going into Regent Park School of Music and start yeah. to build that. And then, of course, we know, anybody who knows the history of it, um, started off in the basement at uh, St. Paul's Church, mm-hmm. and there was property mm-hmm. at near Queen and River. Um, mm-hmm. I actually never ended up taking lessons at St. Paul's Church because my teacher, uh, Frank Horvat, was actually teaching at home at the time and decided to continue his lessons there. So his students um, were mm-hmm. there. He had his own... He was building up his own private practice at the time as well. Um, shout okay. out to Frank Horvat because Frank- shout out to Frank. Yeah, yeah. It did, and now your your connections to where where we first intersected this the Canadian Music Center does does Frank introduce you to that community as well, Thompson? I'm tr- you know what uh, I'm trying to figure out how I got introduced to that because they had okay. a because I know and, he's and, a. Yeah, because he's, he's a, an associate composer, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And yeah. and I wonder if it was him or if it was the old director at the time, um, because they had the uh, their it was the young composers workshop or something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and yeah, I think yeah. I won it or something like that. Which nice. I, which I still kind of it's so funny because I'm like I think back on it and I was like, oh, I won that thing, right? Because yeah, you have. You yeah, know, you did. Like, I didn't. I didn't really, <laughs> For yeah. me, it was just, yeah, there was never, um, <laughs> I feel like there wasn't anybody around me to make a big deal of some, some of those things. So I didn't realize some of those things were a big deal. Uh, yeah. But yeah. from there, you know, that was when I um, built a relationship with uh, Anne LaPlante, who used to, um, who really liked me. Um, I guess, Another shout out. Yeah. Shout out to Anne LaPlante. Yeah. 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 And so she was fond of me um, against her better judgment and uh, <laughs> had me work with the various composers 
who um, were doing some of the workshops. So I got to be the composer's yeah. assistant. Uh, and yeah. even now thinking about it, it's it's so funny because I know we've had lots of conversations, but I think about all the people I was exposed to and really couldn't appreciate, you know, um, how special a lot of those people were, like what they were yeah. doing and like, and yeah. uh, now yeah. I'm sort of thinking about some of that th- those th- things where it's like, oh, yeah. you really need to reach out to those people because that was like a really great uh, time for you, you know? And yeah. I wish I had paid yeah. a little more attention. <laughs> no, 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 no. You've been paying attention. If if you haven't, we're picking up the pieces around you because the the more I get to speaking with you, the more I realize like you've you've lived a few lives, haven't you? Like like the the you've gone through a few iterations of yourself. Like you, there's these periods in your life where you know. Um, so you go from you go from graduating. Where'd you go to high school? Uh, Danforth Tech. You go from Danforth Tech, studying piano, I guess, the whole time. Yeah. You go to Humber. Then I go to Humber. You know, it's funny. I was having a conversation um, with my girlfriend, and uh, we were chatting about mm-hmm. me going to Humber. And it's so funny mm-hmm. that, you know, it, was, it wasn't even in my mind to really yeah. go to music school, but I didn't really have any good grades. So I was like, they was kind of like, all right, that's what's left for me. Um, you know, and had I had better grades, I might've actually studied business or something. Well, what well, it doesn't stop you though. Right. Like you, oh, it you, yeah. you, you, you are that kind of a, you are that kind of a personality where like, I've, I've been most impressed with your trajectory because it's kind of been unpredictable. Like I, it's just been staunch. Like you, you go from that to Berkeley to to um to to coming into my office one day and saying Richard I'm gonna like you 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 taught at the Regent Park School of Music you launched a program in the iPad Ensemble you yeah. said these are musical instruments they should be taken seriously this is a path this yeah. is an uh, kind of an uncharted path in a lot of ways allow me to help you chart it and yeah. and you did that and that's like legacy building but then you know the thing that strikes me is you're like now nah, I'm gonna get into real estate. And 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 some might think that's a weird turn, but in your story, it somehow all makes sense. It's like it still is; it has focus. It's not like it's not like you're a dog going ooh like squirrel. Yeah, you're you're you you do like it all relates to this core of like community building and love of music that really I think drives you, and then the rest is just like I think spokes in that in that wheel. For sure. You know, the other, I think, funny thing is like when we met and you were over at CSC and I, I think I remember, uh, cause I did have this conversation with you early on when, you know, when I showed you the documentary, which was, uh, yeah. I remember t- walking and kind of talking through it in your office. Um, and at the time I was running the day camp at the Regent Park School of Music. That's right. So That's that was right. Kind of where the inspiration Whoa. for how that program was going to unfold. And so, you know, Anne says, go, find some money here, maybe that you can do it through your foundation. And I remember wow. like walking through, talking to you about that all of a sudden. Even before I was in it. Before like, you yeah, before cool. you were even that's in cool. it. That's cool. And then, but what's hilarious about that, all that unfolded right before I went to Berkeley. So we don't actually even see the end of product until you and I connect again. What is it? Yeah. Four years later. And then there's yeah. documentary. Yeah. So. That's the, that's the beauty of you is that it's like, it's bigger than one organization. It's not, it's not Dixon Hall Music School. It's not Regent Park School of Music. It's the way that you framed it. It's 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 community music. It's 
that's what you do. You, it's beyond organizations. I, I love yeah. that. I love the fact that you're, you're on the board at Artscape. You're on the board at Dixon Hall. You're also like, yeah, now on the board of Jazz of I'm still trying to. Are you? Yeah. Oh, you don't Did stop. You, you don't. You don't stop. Of course, you didn't tell me that. No, it's hard to keep up with you, which yeah. is the great. That, that's the beauty of it. Like you're, yeah, you're, you, you know, and you, you, not only at that, but you've also got your own career in music going that you don't stop pursuing. You know, um, and and also the your your foundation. Can you talk a little bit about your foundation and what drove you to start it? Yeah. Well, so I mean, you're touching on exactly why um it happened which is that for me there are so many different organizations and I, I think i really love the um piece where you talk about um you know all the various organizations and i say to people you know i can't take the credit a friend of mine kind of coined it with me we were chatting once about mm-hmm. stuff which is that there's this ecosystem you know and and social infrastructure that kind of gets built to kind of you know support um whoever it is for me that was supported that was kind of around me to help support what I was doing, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of speaking to your point about sort of trying different things and doing the real estate, obviously now I'm at the bank, but still recording, working on um, what's coming up with my next album, trying to write for that. And yeah. when I was younger, um, while I was, you know, studying at, uh, you know, whether it's Dixon hall or with, with, uh, you know, Frank going through that. And I also had other piano teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was fortunate because I had friends who, uh thought that i was kind of good so they thought i should be taking more advanced lessons so they sent me to some teachers uh Mm -hmm. there are other programs um that i did there's one in particular uh the duke of edinburgh award uh program that i did where i you know i got the bronze silver and gold and it's interesting how all of these and then along with that too um i started playing in the hannaford street youth band um playing the tuba in the band um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the the um, director, a guy named Larry Shields, who's like a sweetheart, and this is actually uh-huh. a really awesome story. Because um, we met at band camp, and I think I did all city band or something. I started. I I'd been playing two. You met at band camp, like the, like the band camp Friday, I, like yeah, t- no Toronto Toronto Music Camp. Um, uh, like bank, the, like uh, what what is your band camp address? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I you know what I don't have a band camp right now. Um, uh, so all, all of my stuff. Oh, so you met at his band camp. His, then. Yeah, yeah. So it was up at where okay. National Music Camp is at uh, Camp Wahanawin. Um, oh yeah, right, and, right, right. And so we're uh, and so I had met him first. I think doing All City Band uh, when I was in grade eight, and then I played in All City Youth the Wind Ensemble one year, mm-hmm. and then I did. I got a scholarship to go up to National Music Camp. And so he said, you know, why don't you come play in, in my band? I was like, sure. So I started playing in um, the Hanford Street Youth Band. And Larry wow. is like just this, you know, beautiful person who, you know, is one of those people. There's a, there's a lot of him uh, in yeah. my life who, for some reason, yeah. recognized yeah. something and wanted me to be around. So, you know, I that's, think that's I, nice I, to hear. Yeah. Man. That's nice to hear that there's a lot of Larry's yeah. around kind of giving you support through the ages i mean i i see and even it now, from, you know yeah for now like the yeah i yeah. experienced that you know up until this day i think there's always some yeah. um, uh support from from one place or another and so how important is that though like for me you do you burn a lot of bridges in your in your work <laughs> you're uh, like yeah n- nice question to ask but really i i don't think you do because i i see I, you like you bring people together, you kind of connect the dots in so many ways. 
Yeah, you know what I'd say that I probably have. Um, I probably what I what I think of what I where I think I've burnt bridges is stuff that I recognize now that people yeah, are messed yeah, up in. So, yeah, you yeah. Know, a perfect example is actually something that just happened um, over oh, the yeah, like last couple of days. <laughs> well, well, you know, I'm, I, I was somebody that asked me about connecting them with a friend of mine. Um, yeah, you know, because yeah. they've got some event that they're doing. And so, uh, you know, I sent the emails out, connected, they sent me an email, I sent an email back to my friend, clearly mm-hmm. now we've got this lockdown thing, which might change everything. Mm-hmm. My friend mm-hmm. sent an email just saying, hey, uh, you know, what's happening? Are you still planning on proceeding? And they haven't sent an email back. Yet. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. like, that's not kosher. Someone is, you know, vouch for you to, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, do something you haven't responded, you know, maybe because you don't need it right now, which is totally fine, but at least have a response. Say so. Yeah. Next time you're going to come around and and there's going to be no introduction to be made. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I, but I also like, there is a part of me that's a little sympathetic to it from the standpoint of, Oh, where if I, you know, dropped the ball on that and where if I kind of, right. 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 Yep. Yep. That's fair. That's fair. That comes with experience. Right. I also love that empathy of like, maybe that was me like five years ago. Yeah not going to be like i'm not going to be like you know a grudge against you like you, you you know we're never working together again that's that's a missed opportunity as well right it's like not not to say that actions or lack of actions don't have consequences but it's patience too eh? and yeah. really you know um no no i i i'm i you know I, I i i do see it though like you are you have been propped up and just like i know so many people who when your name is said it's just like, boom, you know, it's joy. It's like, it's, there's a, there's almost like a celebration of just like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I've seen it way too many times for it. It's not coincidence. It's like <laughs> you, and maybe that comes naturally for you, but you, you have, um, you, you have built community around, around yourself and, and the work that you do, you know, and it stems from, places like artscape where you're passionate about space itself and i think the rights of artists through to the work that you do with like developing you know as i said earlier the um the laptop on the um the ipad ensemble at rpsm you're always kind of thinking of ways to i don't know just bring people together like what when you think of your career to date how would you because you are, I don't know what the word is. I guess it's like polymath. It's like you, you do a lot of different things all for the greater good. Right. But how do you, how do you see your career if you're defining it to someone, you know, for the first time? Uh, you know what? So I think for me, it's just been a continuation of there to nothing is dis- disconnected. And so, and that's kind of my approach, which is, uh, I'm always kind of curious as to, um, you know, what's this next opportunity and how does this connect to everything? And, um, and it's interesting how, you know, we chatted about the whole real estate thing when I was going into real estate and um, yeah. it was interesting, you know, kind of different people's opinions and uh, about it and whatnot, which I didn't yeah. understand yeah. why anybody had an opinion, but it was funny. <laughs> Um, you're not but, allowed to have an opinion. Yeah. It's like, it's not your life. Yeah. But it, <laughs> but I thought it was funny because there's this sort of, um, uh, I think thought that maybe I had resigned, you know, the music, right. the music wasn't going to happen. And right. Now, right. Right. It right. actually, um, propped up the music and made some what part learning there. What learning there. Eh? Yes. You know? Yes. 
And so it's right. And that's the, like, that's the, that's the unobvious path. Like that's the path that you can't really go to Humber and say, yeah. do you really want to know how to sustain a career in music? Get a real estate license. That doesn't, that don't make, no, that makes no sense. Right. But that, so be it. That's a part of your story, I think. Well, you know? I, yeah. And I would say, you know, it's not so much go get a real estate license, which is, which could be, it could be because there's sure. a lot of um, musicians who are doing real estate on the side or, or, yeah. or yeah. back and forth. Yeah. But it may, yeah. it, for me, it's more um, just really being in tune. At least this is what's true for me is that yeah. you never know where your next opportunity is going to come from. And sometimes be open to it. Yeah. Be open yeah. to it. Yeah. And yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. sometimes yeah. we're so focused on, certain things coming packaged a certain way and oh. because it doesn't present itself in the way you thought it was going to um not being able to kind of take that um, opportunity and go and go with it whereas if you just know that whatever it is you're looking for the yeah. way it may come to you may not be the way you envisioned it coming it may be it may not be dressed up the way it might not be in the box that you thought it was going to be um, mm-hmm. but it still may be um just as useful as, as an opportunity for you so um, you know, I, I think about one of the things I tell people, you know, people are like, oh, why, you know, why piano or like, why did you stick yeah. with it? Yeah. I think one of the biggest reasons why is because I always had opportunities to, um, uh, to play. And so, you know, going back to sort of all the different organizations when I was talking about the Duke of Edinburgh Award, um, because I played the piano, I'd, I was asked to do a lot of ceremonies and play God Save the Queen in O Canada. And so oh. I, I was like, you know, probably from about 15 or 16, doing so many of these ceremonies. And so mm-hmm. I was meeting, you know, various lieutenant governors. Um, I met uh, Prince Philip, did events for him. I've done events for Prince Charles, um, mm-hmm. the, Charles's younger brother, um, Prince uh, Edward. Um, mm-hmm. He would come to do a lot of Gold War ceremonies. And I started to get to do um, different events with him. So I kind of joked that him and I, became a little bit buddies over the past, um, over sure. a decade of all these events that, um, uh, wow. I do wow. and, stuff and, and have been, you know, sat at, at the same dinner table with him and whatnot. So, uh, but all those things kind of go, uh, they all, they all kind of mesh and back to, you know, you never know where your opportunity is going to come from. Whereas, um, uh, a guy who's become a friend and a mentor of mine, my buddy, Kevin uh, Malone, who used to be a director of, um, the, uh, Duke of Edinburgh award. When I uh-huh. time to go to Berkeley, um, I was supported by various different, you know, people, organizations, um, and uh, Berkeley had given me half of my tuition. Um, the Minstrel Foundation, who you're familiar with, um, mm-hmm. it supported me for four semesters with with uh, the other half of um, uh, my um, tuition as well, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, so for, for like a full calendar year. Uh, and then my friend Kevin, who I knew through the Duke of Edinburgh Award, he decided that he was going to host some parties at his house. And try and raise me some money um, so I had wow. to live. So wow. Wow. wish was covered, and wow. so you know those are the same. Uh, you know it's those different different places where sometimes you know just staying in one kind of area or one pocket prevents yeah. you from seeing how everything else can kind of play into each other. And you, you kind of you know, going, no no go ahead go ahead yeah. And I was going to say you know and what's even funnier about that? So Kevin is a banker at BMO, and so is his wife. My little uh-huh. sister was finishing college when I was, um, uh, she was finishing uh, Carlton when I was deciding to go to Berkeley and mm-hmm. she was for work. And so Kevin's wife was like, well, she should consider the bank. And so my sister kind of didn't really want to do it. I pushed her to do it. And she's uh-huh. at the bank for a decade now. She's a branch manager. Oh my God. That's she's beautiful. Her second house. 
So I'm looking That's up to beautiful. My, yeah. And her first place was in Regent Park. She bought in a paint box, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. I remember that. I, you know, I was just going to say you're mapping out the, the recipe for how to start a fire. Like, it's just like, you're like, you're, you're like minstrel foundation, you know, um, the, the, the Duke of Edinburgh and all of the, um, uh, just even, even if, where do you get these smarts for how to like, even, even I would say like, even going after a scholarship to Berkeley, like, did anyone in your life ever tell you? you can't do that and what was your answer to to that like you just seem to nothing seems to get in your way you're just like i'm going this is where i'm going like and and here's the suite of like you know people that are going to help me get there and i'm, I'm going to make it there like that's how like your berkeley story really is oh, um, inspiring like to any young student let's say any young listener from Regent Park's School of Music or, or, or listening to this podcast, like, what yeah. do you tell them? What do you tell them? How do you, here's how you go to Berkeley. Yeah, here's how you go. You know? I had a, it's funny, I had a professor at Berkeley, um, I think in my last semester, who was yeah. about music. He's like, yeah, you're going to have ups and downs in music, but I forget what he, he quoted. I think it was Duke Ellington he quoted where he said, you know, all you oh. need to do is get to the end of the corner and there'll be somebody there to give you directions, you know, to the next corner, right? And uh, that's good. That's and good. That, and that's kind of that was kind that's of my good. You know, Berkeley. There's a couple of uh, you know, and I'll probably you know bore you with stories, but there's a bunch of sort of miracle stories at Berkeley for me. Just going yeah. through that whole um, process, there was um, the uh, I went. So basically, so you had to my, get the ball. In for four years it was a three or four year program oh, it was a technically a four-year program but because okay. they've done in semesters and at berkeley you could you could do summer semesters yeah yeah, Basically, yeah my thinking um which ended up being true was that i would i only had two years at berkeley so i would only survive two years because i would run out of money because although tuition mm. at the, was kind of covered um, yeah, it's still I, hefty, right? It's still, yeah. it's still hefty. Um, so the living expenses, I knew that my, um, I had my scholarship from Berkeley and I, there was some support on the Canadian side, but I knew that there was a chance that the Canadian side wouldn't support me the full way, not for, you know, any good or bad reason, just because it's also like, it's a lot of money. Um, mm -hmm. and so, you know, so I get in there. And my thought is, okay, we're just going to school right through. We're not going to take a break. We'll do uh, yeah, yeah, all winter, summer, fall, winter, summer. I'm going to just and work hard and exactly. fast track, fast track. And, okay. and so I got to, you know, I got to my end of my fourth semester, and uh, and so end of so this would have been spring now, and I've run out of like um, I still have my scholarship from Berkeley, but I've now don't have the money from the Canadian side anymore. Okay, I figure out, okay, how am I going to pay for this? And, uh, and so I basically pay off, uh, I had an Amex card cause I was obviously working before school started and I hadn't used the Amex card, but I was like, I wonder if my tuition would go off on this Amex card. And so I ended up putting like 10 grand on this Amex card and it went through. I was like, Whoa, that, that went through. So, and I was like, wow, I can't believe that that went through. And so I go to the school and I'm like, Hey, can you let me into the semester? I'm waiting for some money. Cause then now this time I started applying for OSAP to see if I could get some money, but OSAP doesn't yeah. give you much money to go to schools outside of the country. And okay, so, okay. uh, so I was, so I, you know, applied wow. and I was like, all right, we'll see if we can get money. 
my roommate at the time, oh, actually now I'm actually, I should actually even back up. So in December or like the, the previous December, um, I really run out of like living expenses and I just joined a band and the lead singer was like, listen, you can just stay with me and sleep on my mm-hmm. couch. And mm-hmm. he was fortunate that his, uh, f- stepfather used to work at Tufts university, had an apartment in Boston that he never gave up. Um, and the, when he started going, uh, when my buddy started going to school, so it's like, there's this apartment, um, it was a one bedroom, but it was massive. Um, so I slept in the living room. And so I actually mm-hmm. slept in the, um, on his couch for a full year to finish. Uh, wow. Wow. So that was like the first miracle. Then, mm-hmm. you know, I was able to put this money in the Amex card. Don't know how that happened. That's <laughs> an, you know, another miracle. And then, <laughs> so he graduated a few semesters before me and I was like, Oh man, I'm trying to like get into school and gotta figure this out. And cause my yeah. thought process, remember what I said was my thought process was I need to continue going to school without a break because if i take a break i don't know if i'll ever be able to finish and so my friend was just like well my parents gave me some graduation money um here take two thousand dollars give it to school see if they'll um if they'll let you in so i was like okay wow. so i gave him two thousand dollars i'm like hey i got two thousand can you just let me in and i'll get the rest of the money after so they're like okay so they let me do the the summer semester hmm. so hmm. then um so summer semester um comes and then um uh and so i um I do the summer semester, still quite haven't gotten the money. Um, both that money kind of comes in finally. And then, uh, and so I'm helping out Berkeley because Berkeley's doing some um, programs in Toronto. They're trying to raise money for actually students just like me who are like in their last semester and need a little bit of help to just get over the hump. And so not, you know, complaining or anything like that. I'm chatting with my buddy yeah. who's um, running all these programs and like telling them what's going on. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, just one semester away from graduating. And like, I don't know where the money's going to come, but I got it. I know I got to continue. So he mm-hmm. makes a few phone calls. And then sure enough, I get um, a full scholarship for my last semester. So I get the scholarship for my full, for my last semester. Um, the money that comes in. Um, and I also actually, actually before that, I go to the bank to see if I can get some money from the bank uh, just to kind of fund this last semester. Yeah. And I needed about, I, tr- I applied for about 20 grand. And so the bank's like, yeah, we're not giving you that money. Um, we don't recognize Berkeley as a school that we would support, you know? So they're, but they're like, oh, but mm-hmm. your, your, your parents make a little bit of money. So we'll give you, uh, we'll give you eight grand. So I'm trying to figure this out. Let, that was when I, you know, I started letting my buddy know. I was like, oh, I'm trying to figure out how to get back to school. He makes a few phone calls. I get that scholarship. So mm-hmm. that takes care of tuition. Now what happens is the eight grand I just got from OSAP, that money that I put on my Amex card, I can now pay off because I'm about to like ruin my credit for forever. Right, right, right. So pay right, off the right. Amex. Then um, uh, the next uh, um, miracle happens is for whatever reason, there was some either glitch in the system or something. Yeah. Up, I ended up getting a refund um, of $5,000, which was more than I was supposed to get. I think by probably about almost $3,000. So I get okay. $5,000. I give my buddy back the $2,000 he gave me so I can get into semester. And I had $3,000 to live. You now, gotta love was, this. Right. And that's how I was, I was able to finish um, my uh, um, last semester at Berkeley. It was just like all these little things that just, you know, happen to just kind of be happening. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you know, wow. And wow. It, for me, so, so, you know, you know, back to your point, kind of like now moving forward, 
I know that there's always, and it's like maybe even, you know, a bad way to go about things, but I always feel like there's always these kind of opportunities that I won't be expecting that as long as I'm moving forward, they'll kind of come come to me. And so that's kind of my, um, the way I kind of go about a lot of things, which is like, you know, some of it doesn't make sense, but as long as you're moving forward, you know, the, the energy that's coming towards you, some of these things will, will work, work themselves out. Everything you just walked us through just points to a level of courage that you have to dive into some of these situations and, and have confidence in yourself to say, this is going to, this is going to work out. I'm going to just, I'm going to do the work. I'm going to work hard. I'm going I'm to do four years in two and, and see what happens. And, and, and you did, and you come out the other side. Now being a, I'm sure that was a stressful time for you. It sounds like it was stressful. Yeah. Um, but now, now you live to tell the tale and, and, and you're, you, you're way stronger for it. Right. It's like coming home from Berkeley now. Um, and I know you've been, uh, you've been out of Berkeley for, for, for years now, right. It's yeah. been, at times, time seems to fl- be flying by, but where do you, where did it help you all of this like um get to as a musician i know you've released two recordings or more three yeah three yeah, the first one was a solo um record uh okay and you know actually yeah back to back to kind of the um what quote unquote back to the miracles if you will so, yeah yeah you know came back to toronto and you know mitchell cohen shout out to mitchell cohen who Mm -hmm. you know he's a big lover of the music school obviously for a number of reasons um one that he's a musician but also he very much thinks highly about community and that's a big piece of what um how he goes about what daniels is doing and so mitchell had had asked to he wanted to support one of the things that i was doing and he's like oh i'd love to like support you know something you're doing musically and so at the time I just got back and um, I was taking some, uh, actually some uh, composition lessons with a guy named Jason Nett, who uh, is from Vancouver, but was living in Toronto at the time. I think he's back out there. And I, I think, I believe composes for the Vancouver Orchestra. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and so I was writing these like little pieces for piano and, uh, you know, Mitchell had been bugging me and saying, oh, I'd love to support it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, for whatever reason, I had this sort of stubborn mode and I was like, oh, I don't yeah. want to record this myself. So I saved up as much money as I could. I haven't had been here long and went to a studio, wow. but I'd met a guy cause I was in a studio by accident and I was like, Hey, you know, can I come record here? He's like, yeah, I had the studio on, you know, to myself on Sundays or something, you know, <laughs> I came yeah. in recorded yeah. and I recorded, um, short stories, just a solo piano. Okay. Thing. Okay. Okay. And, I love that record. You know, I love that record. Thanks so much. And what's funny about it, when, when Daniel Spectrum had opened, one of the pieces I wrote, I played um, for the opening. And uh-huh. so there's a choreographer from the Canadian Dance Theater, Canadian um, Contemporary Dance Theater up the street, who was there, liked it, um, and wanted to license the music out. So uh, she had paid to license it, which I used to record. And the trio got to play with the dancers um, two years in a row over at the Harborfront Center. So wow. that in, wow. and, uh, you know, I, I gave Mitchell a, co- a copy. It's like, hey, it's like, hey, look, I recorded. And he's like, yeah, I think he's a little disappointed. He's like, oh, but I wanted to support you. I was like, oh, okay, you know, well, the next one, right? The night is young, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, yeah. 
you know, so then I, I started, uh, you know, our, our mutual friend Sly, uh, left me and, uh, he was drumming and, um, I brought on a new drummer named, uh, Jeff Housechuck and we we're playing the band yeah. started playing a lot on um, the trio, I think for like yeah. two years. Well, even now we're, we play a lot until all of this happened, but we were playing like yeah. two times yeah. a week. Yeah. And I was just loving where the music was. And, um, and I was like, we got to record this. And so, you know, um, I'm chatting. I happen to be chatting with Mitchell because we always are running into each other. And I'm like, "Yeah, ready to record again." And uh, he reminded me, "Well, you know, I told you I wanted to support something you're doing." So I said, "Okay, whatever." I put together a budget, and I was like, "Well, this is what it's going to cost me to record." He's like, "Well, you know what? I'm going to support part of that." So he he wow um, wow he wow money to help with that recording, and then that's awesome. That's the awesome. Story doesn't stop there, right? Because yeah, yeah. stories only get more and more interesting. So did the recording and so dixon hall we're going back is uh doing their annual fundraiser and Terry uh-huh. slate who's obviously a big supporter of the music school he decides to buy 200 of the cds to hand out to guests at the end of the evening so oh yeah he hands out all so at the end of the evening all the my cd gets handed out to all the guests as they're leaving what and, a great oh, gesture that is eh? oh yeah 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 a wonderful guy and so um, in the audience is another good friend, um, uh, my buddy Chris Taylor, who um, was with TKO and had just recently been promoted to Entertainment One. And so mm-hmm. we got chatting and we were talking about and different things. And uh, he's like, "Oh well, it's great to see that you're recording. Um, you know, I'm at E1 now. Well, you know, maybe we should uh, do something. See if we can't just have some fun. You know, see what happens. Well, like we're doing different things. Well, it's not down the same path, but like." You know, yeah. at least we can yeah. get the music out maybe a little further than you might be able to do on your own, right? Right, 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 so, right. And what's ironic about all that, so that stuff all unfolds just as I start, you know, working in commercial real estate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's, full, it's, uh, full circle. Yeah. Full circle. Like, that's the point, right? Is like, you work hard and all these great things just start, like, it's just the persistence is what I think brings a lot of it, right? The, you're paying attention. and. And great things have kind of developed from that, Thompson. And um, so, so I know we got to wrap soon on this interview. But w- uh, two things: can we end with a, a piece of yours one, from from one of the records? Sure. Okay, you you cue that up in a sec. But um, you could just oh, put I just me in MP3 put, or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, but um, wh- where do you see yourself going with your career? I know you're at a bit of a crossroads right now, but like there's. Where do you see yourself going creatively? What what does the next phase look like for you? You know what? The, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Uh, hey, um, one of that's the, fine. I, I think one of the big constants is that the music's not going anywhere. I think. Yes. You know, which you're is, in it for life. Yeah, you're for in sure. it for. I see that. I see yeah. that. There, and there was, I think, there was a period in time where I thought maybe. I wasn't sure what I thought about it. Not because I, oh. I was not that I wasn't sure what I thought about it, but as I was yeah. going some of these other things, yeah. there's a yeah. thought of like, where, where does the music have its place? But clearly, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, there's obviously a million more stories I could tell you, but really, and we've had this, these discussions where, you know, everything that I'm doing, whether it's within music or without music, but specifically the things outside of music, um, yeah. its birthplace has been the music. Its birthplace has been the relationships that have been, created because of the music um which have allowed me to have all these opportunities to explore these different um uh-huh. paths and these different streams 
And, uh-huh. and so now it's really allowed me to kind of say, well, okay, whatever you do, you know, not only does the music come with you, if the music doesn't come with you, none of it works. So find those spaces yep. where, you know, where that um, can uh, be a part of what you're doing. So, Well, you know, thank you for the great inspiration. I think any of our young listeners um, checking this out, Thompson just sets the bar in terms of go where you want to go and explore new worlds. Like you, you are a bit of an adventurer. I, you know, when I think about you and I think about the way you approach your career, I, cause someone said this about my music before they said kind of like, I'm, I'm a searcher. In other words, I'm never even like committing to a genre of music. I'm just like always trying to explore a new musical world. But, and I, I thought, I think of you and I go like, you do you, you like you have a you're not a you're not a jack of all trades like you are you have this you have piano you have you have certain core things that everything else builds around right it's like it has focus to it is what i'm trying to say and it's all part of this bigger thing that is is your world right your universe i don't think do you get bored with things i don't think you get i don't think you're you're you, you get bored too often is my impression of you yeah, but, I, oh yeah, I don't know if bored would be the right um uh word for it, but I think I'm always it is the wrong word. It's, it's just, you're always you know looking. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm curious, yeah. right? And and yes, um, yes. Right now is a very big point, big plate yeah. for me right now where the curiosity is like super heightened to a point where I don't want to say it's ner- it's turned into a bit of nervousness, but like I'm just yeah, very much yeah. like I wonder what all like because you can't connect the dots sort of looking forward right but you can't yeah. them yeah. sort of looking backwards yeah and yeah nice nice i'm just wondering like where where where's this next what is this connecting to next yeah I'm like yeah uh you know what and i i i think it makes sense that you have uncertainty right now when it comes to a post-pandemic world right like <laughs> i think we all pine for it and look forward to living in that post-pandemic world right and yeah. making a difference in that world um man thank you for for opening up and making time um where do people learn more about your music where can they check out what what you do they can go to eggbowmusic.com that's e-g-b-o-m-u-s-i-c.com okay check out more of thompson's music and we're gonna go out on a track by thompson can you set something up for us on the fly what do you feel like you know it's not that serious right yeah let's go there Okay, here it is, not that serious. <laughs> 